the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here on a solo mission with today's Feed the Noise podcast. Good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. We'll be back riding in the back of the cockpit with me on tomorrow's broadcast. You know what we always preach. You gotta shop around. Shop, shop, shop. And that is certainly the case when it comes to the sports betting universe. Uh, You have got to go to the various sports books that are legal within your state to try to unearth the best values possible. And I'm going to give you a case in point right now. Julio Jones's receiving yards prop. There is a wide disparity across three different sports books on how they are valuing the former Atlanta Falcon and new Tennessee Titan. Uh, right now, if you look at DraftKings, a line for Julio Jones is 999.5 yards. FanDuel, a little bit higher, 1,025.5. But the la creme de la creme, the gem of the offerings that are out there at BetMGM where Julio Jones is at 1,099.5 receiving yards. And I'm breaking out the on the under and sledgehammer in that at minus 110. Look, the Titans coaching staff has already come out and said, we're going to manage Julio Jones and his reps and his snaps this season. He's already dealing with some soft tissue issues in training camp. That's had him sidelined here the last few days. There is no guarantee, obviously, given the track record here in recent seasons, that Julio Jones is even going to play 14 games this year. Not only that, but he got a more balanced offensive approach compared to what he had with the Atlanta Falcons, a better defense, uh, which will not lead to as much volume and shootout affairs. And he's got to share the sugar, too, with A.J. Brown and really the Pistons that pump the engine and Derrick Henry within this Titan scheme. So 1,099.5 receiving yards, a full 100 yards higher than what DraftKings is offering. That under screams action. And for that reason, that's exactly what I did. So fade or follow that. Of course, is up to you. Remember to always shop around uh, before locking and loading any picks that are out there. With that, on this Monday edition of the pod, let's jump in to the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's go to the Windy City, uh, about an hour and 45 minutes north of the Evans Compound here in central Illinois. And boy, is this guy generating a ton of buzz. No, it's not Justin Fields, though. Deservedly, he's getting some of that on social media as well. Nice little throw that was making the rounds uh, within the Bears scrimmage on social media over the weekend. But it's a guy that he is going to be chucking the pill to at some point and hopefully earlier rather than later this season. Darnell Mooney, 700.5 receiving yards is the prop. And I'm taking the over at minus 111. This one available at BetMGM last season. Kind of a surprising rookie year with just rubbish. I mean, a a dumpster fire full of tires completely bellowing into the atmosphere. Uh, That's what the Bears had at quarterback a season ago with Nick Foles and company. I mean, they were just wretched and downright rancid. So going from... Uh, whatever nonsense they were trotting out there last year to even a respectable Andy Dalton, who's probably going to start the season for the Bears, and we'll see how long the leash is, to eventually Justin Fields can only lead to one direction and one direction only, north. 
for Darnell Mooney and his numbers last season. Again, with just crap at quarterback, 98 targets, 61 catches, 631 yards, and four touchdowns. On that, Nagy says uh, that Mooney has been on fire in training camp when it comes to honing his craft and his route running skills. We know he's got elite speed, and that's going to be a perfect pairing, uh, much like tacos and cheese or tacos and tequila in my universe uh, with Justin Fields and that big arm. As Mooney, if you saw, there was a mashup of you know, quote-unquote highlights that made the rounds in social media earlier this summer of how many missed opportunities uh, that was with Trubisky or Foles that Mooney had last year just due to Aaron throws. And a guy had a respectable 4.48 yak per reception in his rookie season. Number 10 in unrealized air yards. Uh, that number 71 catchable target percentage should increase as well. Uh, though I think Nagy needs to get him down the field more often. He averages 7.71 yards per target, which I find absolutely insane. Still, once Fields gets under center, which I think is going to happen right around maybe week four against the Detroit Lions, I think he's got a really good shot of obliterating the over on 700.5 yards this season in Chicago. Number four. Moving on, it's the subject of today's Twitter poll, uh, and you can submit your vote and your comment. I will share the results along with your comments at the end of today's podcast, and that is none other than Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles. Over or under 1,200.5 combined rushing and receiving yards. This one I pulled from DraftKings, and I am comfortably under on this. Juiced up slightly at minus 120, but I'm willing to pay it. Uh, look, I think it's going to be far-fetched for Sanders to get anywhere remotely close to the 76.3% opportunity share that he had a season ago. Uh, that shook out to 16 touches per game, uh, and he totaled 1,068 yards in 12 contests. Actually, that's just over a 1,500 total yard pace that he was on over a 17-game slate last year. Now, you look at some of the advanced analytics, uh, they do stand out. I mean, he was RB9 in the act per attempt at 3.38, RB10 in yards created per touch, but that catch percentage, you know, don't trust Miles Sanders with Grandpa's ashes. 53.8% catch rate last year, and there is documented struggles from a lot of the beat riders, the boots on the ground in Philadelphia covering this training camp, saying that Sanders couldn't catch uh, COVID right now based on you know, his performance in the field. So what does that mean? Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell are going to eat into that 76.3% opportunity share from last year and mitigate cap what his overall potential is. I think he's going to be more or less the early down back. You got to worry about Jalen Hurts siphoning off some of those red zone looks for you fantasy fans out there. So in the end, I'm going to say it's right around 1,100 combined yards for Miles Sanders this season in Philly. Number three. All right, let's move on to Jacksonville. And we got some news out of that camp in regards to one DJ Chark. Uh, who's going to miss uh, a few days, uh, had a broken finger, had to have surgery to repair it, should be ready to go by week one for the Jaguars opener. But uh, in the meantime, it, it's more reps, uh, more opportunities to build up the rapport and the chemistry for none other than 
LaVisca Chenault, and a certain extent, too, of course, Marvin Jones and Travis Etienne, although Lawrence and Etienne are attached to the hip, but still Chenault, according to some of the reporters there in Duval County, they are projecting him to lead this team in total catches this season. And for that reason and myriad reasons, give me the over on 60.5 receptions, minus 115. Pull this one from DraftKings. I mean, last year, uh, it was very close to this number in 14 games. 79 targets, 58 catches, 600 yards, and five touchdowns uh, with a three-headed ferret at quarterback. Uh, now you trade in that ferret for a loud barking dog and a blonde one in the bomber that is Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think he's got a really good shot getting maybe to 75, 80 catches in this Jags offense. Now, give credit where credit is due. Even with the quarterback carousel that he went through last season with Gardner Minshew at the top of that list, Chenault, number 22 in catchable target rate, uh, caught 73.4% of the intended looks, you know, operates primarily in the short to intermediate field, just 7.6 yards per target. And for you fantasy fans out there, number 26 in fantasy points per target. So with Lawrence there, uh, you know, the arrow is pointing up to say the least, for LaVisca Chenault, though Travis Etienne will also eat into some of those short field opportunities, but still plenty of meat on the bone, especially with this team likely scoreboard chasing, as I you know, am fearlessly forecasting this unit to be a bottom third overall in terms of points allowed, total yards allowed, and that can only boost the bottom line for LaVisca Chenault. So again, give me the over on 60 and a half catches, minus 115, at DraftKings. Stick around for my top plays in Major League Baseball plus bonus time. Number two. All right, uh, let's discuss the Cincinnati Reds ace. He's he's back in that conversation after a really rocky start. Uh, Puke-inducing first month of the year for Luis Castillo, the big red machine, but uh, similar to King Shark and Suicide Squad. Nom, 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 nom. He has been eating up batters uh, since those early season struggles. And I like the over on six and a half strikeouts, minus 115. This one available at DraftKings going up on the road in a battle for Ohio against the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I see the connection there. James Gunn, who directed Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, okay. All makes sense in my brain now. Anyway, Luis Castillo, over six and a half strikeouts. He's done this in four straight turns of the rotation. He has been over this as well in seven of his last 11 starts. And a guy that's got a masterful 1.91 ERA with a 9.56K per nine in his last 12 games started. Look at Cleveland. A lot of swings and a miss. Uh, seventh highest strikeout rate of any team in Major League Baseball over the last month and uh, over their last eight games. So just in the month of August, uh, they are struggling to apply bat to ball with a 687 overall OPS. So Castillo, you, you, you're gone. Got to be punching out guardians left and right. Again, loving the over on six and a half Ks, minus 115. At DraftKings. Number one. All right, my top play in Major League Baseball tonight, anytime you can fade the Chicago Cubs, is usually a profitable endeavor. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Give me the Brew Crew in Milwaukee on the run line. It means I got to win by two runs or more. Minus 115 on this one. Also pulled this one from DraftKings. I was actually shocked uh, when I woke up this morning that this one 
hadn't been juiced much higher. Some of the other books I've seen, it was as high as minus 130. So still pretty good value there at DraftKings. Uh, look at the pitching matchup. It's Freddie Peralta going up again against Alec Mills of the Cubbies. Now, Mills has pitched well at home this season within the friendly confines at 3.27 ERA, but Peralta has been pinpoint against a division rival, 2.14 ERA in 21 innings pitched. Of course, the Cubs, uh, the worst record in Major League Baseball since the All-Star break. Uh, they are now 10-28. and 28. Uh, They've been beaten up. They have been battered. They have been bruised. They have been tattooed uh, by the opposition early and often. I think that will continue uh, against the division pay setter here in the Brewers. Milwaukee, a 719 OPS on the road and a 750 post-All-Star break OPS as well. Plus, uh, they have covered the run line seven times in 12 games against the Cubbies this season. So, raise a pint for the Brewers. I think those suds are going to go down smoothly tonight on the north side. All right, before we get out of here, a little bonus time. Uh, as I mentioned, I like Milwaukee. So give me Milwaukee to just win straight up. Let's take the run line element out of it. And I'm going to slap that together with the Southsiders of Chicago and the White Sox on the road in Minnesota. So Milwaukee to win, the White Sox to win, plus 128 at DraftKings Sportsbook. You've got the White Sox, Lucas Giolito going up against Bo Burrows of the Twins, who is making his first start of this major league season. He's been pitching primarily in the bullpen, nine innings pitch, 11 earned runs in relief. And then you got Giolito. I uh, got rocked the last time he went out, but tremendous amount of success this season against the Twins. A couple of wins and 14 innings pitch with a 2.57 ERA. Again, plus 128 for both of those squads to win elsewhere too oh oh let's correlate let's break it together shall we the Chicago White Sox again I like tonight I think Eli Jimenez gets an RBI he's got a double and four straight games had a two home run game just last night at Wrigley Field uh again going up against Bo Burrows I I think at plus 150 a DraftKings Sportsbook entirely doable if you want to get seduced by the juice all right uh, before I call this a show Let's go ahead and dive into some of the poll results again. Over or under, Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles. Will he fly, Eagle fly this year? 1,200.5 total yards of line. Minus 120 on the under. Minus 110 on the over. 336 votes cast. And 68.5% say under on Sanders. 31.5% say over. Yeah, I think the under pretty comfortable here that is a bullish line Alex Zabo 23 added uh no he's not gonna hit that I think Hertz will destroy his running upside at rx doc pick says as well as Clement Scott and Kenneth Gainwell it's a crowded running back room there in the city of brotherly love do not welcome with arms wide open Miles Sanders, unless you are hammer in the under like yours truly. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith It Always podcast. Please follow yours truly on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. Follow Nate Lundy as well at Nate Lundy there. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly if you enjoy this broadcast? And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.